On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness The boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done no control whatsoever he, you know we've seen it a few times um well, and we well, saw it well, again for, well for me what it's about it's not, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily 11 individuals i've heard about bypassing the midfield but not picking a midfield i mean somebody respond, somebody respond <laughs> <laughs> well you can talk colin i'm having a drink no no i mean it's not for me it's not necessarily the 11 players because those are 11 decent players but it's the system and and, and those you know the last time we picked that front four um you know was it jesus sterling uh, aguero and torres they did nothing and they did nothing you know apart from the game colin stop there stop riding your tracks and tell me apart from rodri who was our midfield mendy mendy I couldn't work out. I couldn't work out what Cancelo was supposed. I, I don't think they. I don't think the players knew what they were supposed to be doing. But I, I'm still asking the question. Apart from Rodri, I don't know. I don't know who, who was the midfield. I thought that was a a three-two-three-two. But who the other? Who the second one was? I do not know. And I thought oh, it, in the midfield. You, you, you guys are the mathematicians. Give me a, give me a modicum of logic. No, I thought we started off with four at the back. When, when we were doing talking to the guys doing my uh, when the news came out, I said you might even go for a, a three-four-three or even a three-three-four. We're trying to work out how he could get, you know, that to work. Um, and it start, It felt like he had four. He had four at the back at the start. Rodri midfield, Mendy out wide on the left, and that was that was your midfield, Mendy and 
on, on, on the left of midfield, Ray. Yeah. And who was, on, who, who was on the right of midfield, Ray? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Not really. Torres was there a bit. Uh, Colin says you, no, no one has any idea what they were up to. Uh, well, what kind of what kind of fresh hell is this? Well, the thing is, I mean, th- there'll be some people out there, and, and I said I didn't want him to do this to to conceal our tactics for the final. Everybody knows our tactics for the final. Yeah, you saw it against PSG. It's not saw... as though people haven't got video or you know. Yeah. So that that was just stupid. And then there's this thing where people are saying, well, it doesn't matter. Because what happened in this game has no reflection on what happens in the in the final, and what happened in the FA Cup has no reflection. I tell you what, it's made Chelsea play, uh, Chelsea's team feel more confident. Yeah, They've yeah. done us twice, yeah, and they don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, yeah, shut up here. Here's the thing: they are getting used to beating us now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. On, on top of that, it's something I've, I've been banging on for for ages. Chelsea, and I've seen other people talk about it tonight. If if we'd beaten Chelsea, Chelsea would have had to fight every single game to get to to c- confirm that they get in the top four. Because you know West Ham are three points be- were three points behind. You know if we beat Chelsea, West Ham could have caught them. Liverpool two games in hand, they could have been one point behind. Yeah, um, even Spurs. All right, obviously Spurs had lost, but you know there were teams there that could get very close to them. Spurs, Everton, whatever. Um, and Chelsea would have had to play their strongest team pretty much for the rest of the season. That could work two ways. It could work for you because they're all they're all in form and they've been because they've been playing regular. Or, or, or it could work against you because they're tired. And I was hoping they'd be tired. Now Chelsea can. I tell you what they can do. They can put their best team out in the FA Cup, win that, and rest players for Leicester because yeah. they're almost. Guaranteed. You've got to help me out here. You've got to help me out. So I, I, I understand certain people's argumentations and they were saying that City would not put out their best team because they would not want their best team to be beaten by Chelsea in a dress rehearsal for the Champions League final. Fair enough. Totally fair enough. And I can understand that people said, well, let's put out a scratch team like we did in the semi-final when we lost to Chelsea, because that clearly also is not a representative Manchester City's team. That would be a Pyrrhic victory, a Pyrrhic victory if they had won. Now, I can, I, I, you know, there, there was a guy, I think one of the interns for BBC, and I feel for him. He was he, he he was given the the names, and what he had to do was he had to put uh, players into positions to make some kind of a, a lineup, and he chose a three 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 one formation, and everyone in the world was scratching their head, thinking, "What kind of drugs is that guy on?" And so we're, we're kind of thinking, okay, let's try to make sense of the names that were put out there, despite the fact that that poor guy doesn't know what the hell that he's doing. So we've got Ederson in goal. Why he needs to be in goal for a game like this, you can argue. Okay, so then you've got Mendy, and you think, okay, let's give Mendy some game time. Let's give him some uh, opportunity even though he has no opportunity, but give him an opportunity to show that he could possibly be one of uh, the, the the starting squad on one side. And you you could put Cancelo on the other side. Uh, Ruben Diaz, you can, uh, what you need to do to put him in there, I have no idea. You, you can put him in there and you can put him beside Laporte. That kind of makes sense in a in a, in a weird way that went set that could make sense when you go forward. Okay, you can put uh, Aguero up front. And think okay, well let's play him into form. We could put Sterling on the left. Uh, we could put Ferran Torres on the right, and let's hope these guys start to uh, you know lit the touch paper. And you've got Rodri 
at the base of any midfield. That's where he always plays. But Colin Savage, if you can tell me who the other players were meant to play in midfield, then you're a better man than me. Let's hear it. I have no idea. Therefore, I am not a better man than you. Now, is that is that a drunk one-ma <laughs> No, I, you know, I looked at that lineup. You know, we're used to this with Pep now, aren't we? Uh, you look at a lineup and think, oh, my God. And then, you know, we play a team off the park. But I looked at that lineup today and, you know, we, we've made a fools of ourselves, haven't we? So I don't say anything anymore. I trust Pep. But I looked at that lineup today and I thought, what the hell is that? You know, I, I just couldn't. I, is I started, that, I started is watching that actually, the game. Colin, that's Let me finish. Let me finish. I started watching the game and I could not get into it because that, that lineup, almost the, the, the way we played that game confirmed that my thoughts about that lineup. It was just like 11 players who you dragged off the street. And I say, none of those are bad players. We know what they, they can all do. That there's no one in that side who doesn't deserve to be there, in, 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 uh, doesn't deserve to wear the shirt. But um, uh, partly the system, uh, and of course, you know, you're looking at those players and you're thinking, as I said, last time we picked that front four, awful. You know, Sterling's out of form, it, although he's been a bit better recently, but, you know, that's not saying much. Aguero's just come back from injury. He looked sharp against Palace, but mm, no, nothing tonight. Gabriel Jesus, he'll, he'll work his socks off, but it's not happening for him, really. Torres, I'll give a pass to because he's young and it's his first season and, and it will take him a while to settle in. So I don't expect to see much from him until at least next season. But Cancelo's gone off the boil. Um, yeah, We're OK at the back-ish. Rodri suddenly has gone off the boil. And somehow, we're about to become league champions. We could become European champions. And we've got, you know, five or six players who are just not... I don't know where their heads are. Heads are. Ray, did Brian Kidd pick that team? Sorry, say that again. Did Brian Kidd pick that team? I think, because that's what it looked like Brian, to me. I think Brian's grandkid picked that team. Um, I, I, I don't know who picked that team. Because what, what annoyed me was that... If we put, we played on Tuesday, so we've had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three full days to recover. Now, if you play, we've now not got not got another game for a week to well six days till Friday night. You put, you know, put change two or three by all means. Bring Ake in because Stones can't play. You know, Laporte, whatever. Bring two or three in, but win that game. Then you've got three weeks. You've got a week till the next game anyway. And you've got three weeks for the Champions League final. So then you can start rotating. You know, no one cares if we lose a game and we've won the title, particularly, as long as it's not the Champions League final. And as I say, you know, play. If you need to make four changes, make the four changes. I, I, you know, start Aguero or whatever. But get that game won. Get the title sealed. And then you can rest players. You know, if you want to rest players for a week or 10 days, you can do that. But now we've got to go to Newcastle and win. Or because we don't win at Newcastle, we've got to do it against Brighton. Uh, is it Newcastle against Brighton? who have just beaten Leicester 4 2. Yes. Um, so, is it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we just asked yeah Brighton's the next game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so and, and then if you don't, and if Brighton, who are on a bit of a run of four, if you don't beat Brighton, then, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and of course, United may drop points, so it may make it. Irrelevant, but why put yourself I, under that pressure? I'm going to go to Ray because Ray normally can calm me down. <laughs> normally. No, 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 Ray, no, listen, no. Let, let, let's be reasonable. You, you, can, you can make an argument for Mendy at left back, Cancelo at right back, and you can have um, Diaz. Uh, who knows what the hell he was doing out there today. But you can put Diaz in there and you can partner him up with Laporte. And that you're not going to argue with that. You can say that it's not right. And, and if, you, if you look forward, you could put Aguero in the centre. You could put Sterling on one side. You can put Ferran Torres on the other side. No one's going to argue with you, Ray. 
but you've got to you've got to explain to us what the hell was going on in the midfield. Look, please, please. <clears throat> there's there's nothing to explain, mate, because you can't explain it. We we gave the midfield up to Chelsea. Um, that was that was a shocking decision because you can't have you know at the start I thought could we go three four three or three three four could we go crazy and I wouldn't have minded if we would we we'd done that but and gone for it but but wait, it's a funny thing could, actually could you could you just tell us what was the midfield the midfield was Rodri the midfield was Rodri and uh, Mendy. At a push as a wide left player. And, and who? Rodri, Mendy, and who? That's it. You know that that was really it because we started with four at the back. So uh, nominally you had uh, at some point I saw Torres dropping back a little bit, and you know you so maybe it was Torres and Jesus were coming back a little bit, but and and you know people look. I think Jesus and Sterling had to work harder to come back as well. That was their that's part of their job. But we had but. Forwards running back don't give you control uh, to midfield to help out. Don't give you control. We never had con- real proper control of that midfield. And, and it's one thing I was talking to a, 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 a Chelsea fan and journalist on Friday night, and I said to him in the Champions League semi-finals, the team that looked the calmest, the most in control, were Chelsea out of the four teams. Much more in control than City. Because I watched watched them uh, uh, play against uh, Madrid, and I never thought they were going to lose. I thought Madrid were relying on some some moments of brilliance. Chelsea played as a team, and Chelsea kind of had this system where we've got six defensive players, we've got four attacking players. You four attacking players, you go and do the business. And they looked so much in control. And again today against City, the team that I mean, I, when I watch games that. You know, you 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 sometimes panic. If uh, well, I do, I'll get nervous when one team's got the ball. You try and work out who looks the most comfortable, okay, and to work out what's going to happen. And I just thought Chelsea looked more comfortable. Second half, we were a shambles. And look, you know, if you want to point the finger at anybody, you've got to point some of the some of the blame at Pep for a for picking this and b for and sticking with it when Mendy was getting skinned. He was getting skinned by Reese James. It was so bad that they brought on um, Hudson Odoi to go on down that uh, flank as well because it was a waste of time. Rodri wasn't helping, and Aki was tired, and, and Pep just did nothing. So you know he eventually, and this is what gets me. He eventually brought Zinchenko on. He eventually brought Gundogan on to try and get some control. If you're resting these players because you don't want to risk risk them or anything, then why did you bring them on? It, so. If you, but if you wanted control and wanted to win the game, then why didn't you start with them? You can't, you can't have it both ways, Pep. You can't rest them and then bring them on for 20 minutes trying to win the game. I, I would have been happy to start with five or six of these, what I call second stringers, the kind of players who, playing with nine or ten first-teamers, look all right uh, and can thrive, actually, some of them. But with a, with a bunch of other second stringers, as I call them, they can't do it. You know, you put... Uh, the, the way Sterling is at the moment, you put him, you put Torres, you put Mendy um, and Cancelo, you know, you're going to start, and Jesus and Aguero, I mean, you're asking, you're asking for trouble, so we didn't have control, that's what frustrated me, you saw straight away from the lineup that we were going to have a problem, no one could pick that midfield, uh, no one could, you know, even with the magnifying glass, you wouldn't have found that our, our midfield, but Pep just didn't change it, he allowed it to go on, and I'm sorry, you're picking players who, you know, who, who are just not good enough. I don't know what Mendy brings right now. I have no idea what Mendy is offering us because uh, you know, Ray, it's not even a question of that, Colin Savage. At least when we lost to Chelsea in the semi-final, you you could understand the system. But th- this looks like some kind of autistic teenager throwing darts at a dartboard to to figure out what the what the hell was going on. <clears throat> I, I don't know what was going on. I was watching the game. Uh, I, I, obviously, you look at the players. I, I, people. I could not work out what was going on because, um, I, you know, I just didn't know where anyone was playing. I, I could work out that Sterling seemed to be on the left and Gabriel Jesus on the right when... Uh, Jesus has had his better games for us on the left and Sterling on the right. 
But it's I thought of... Jesus was through the centre and Ferrantorius on the other side. Who knows? Who knows? I don't. I don't know. I, I gave up trying to work it out after about ten minutes. I couldn't work out what Concello was doing. This, I is, is this Michael what... Allison on 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 heroin? It's uh, unbelievable. Uh, 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 but the one thing I want to say: when Pep brought Forden on, we brought Forden on, okay, and he put him out on the right, and I, I thought to myself, Forden's been playing so well on the left. Put him on the left. Put Sterling on the right. And, you know, it's like Pep couldn't be bothered. And it, as I said, I'm frustrated that we are going to have to go out and work hard in or get lucky in another game to get those three points. I would have liked us to have got got over 90 points because I, I use that as my benchmark for a, uh, a really good team to get over 90 points. Now, we, we can't do that. We, and as I said earlier, we, we would have made Chelsea have to fight tooth and nail to make sure they got top four uh, before the Champions League and I'm sure that would have taken it out of some players they wouldn't have got as much rest as they wanted and I, I repeat Chelsea can now because they're they're up into third now and you know they're relying on uh, maybe uh, Leicester imploding they've got that game against Leicester um, and basically I think if they beat Leicester in the league they're, they're the guaranteed top four they've got the FA Cup and you could you, we can end up this season now with you know Chelsea winning the FA Cup Finishing third in the league, beating us in the Champions League, and everybody will say we've had a bad, we wouldn't have had a bad season. So insanity, we'd have had a season. Despite the insanity, we we nearly freakishly got a point out of it. Well, we we should have we, no forget the uh, freakishly got a point. We should have won that game. You know, Aguero. Uh, uh, what can you yeah, say? I mean, Let, let's say let's save the Aguero thing for a little bit later, uh, uh, Ray. But but, um, talk, but then, uh, then but, you can't uh, say we nearly got a point out of it. Hold it back, Ray. Just point, we're going to point, talk about that. A, a point wasn't good enough. We needed three. You know, we, we had three. Uh, <laughs> I, I just read a stat that said we've never lo- not lost a game when we've gone in at half time this season. Uh, gone in ahead at half time, and Chelsea have not won a game where they've gone in behind at half time. And we came out. If we'd gone in, oh well, we might want to talk about Aguero specifically later. If we'd gone in two 0 up, that game would have been over. But we came out 1-0 up, and we looked like we weren't interested. Yeah. You know, we, th- we thought we'd won it. And how many times have we seen City do that when they've gone 1-0 up, sit back, relax? You know, uh, Pep, what Pep should have done was, he, well, he should have taken Aguero off, for one thing, yeah. after that. What, what Mancini would have done, Mancini would have ripped his head off for that. Uh, so I think Aguero got off very lightly coming coming on re- the second re- half. Re- 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 I've got to talk, and I've got to say something about Aguero, okay? Pep, ask Thierry Henry what Pep did to him at Barcelona. He said, you know, Pep yes, was on side, stay out wide, stay out wide, stay out wide, okay? And in the first half, you know, he was not getting anything. He came in the middle, he scored a goal, Pep pulled him off at half time, okay? So Pep's known for that. I, I, an ex manager, an ex manager uh, said that. If Aguero, uh, just after he missed the penalty, you have to talk about it because that's one of the big uh, glaring uh, issues in the game. He, an ex-manager said, um, if Aguero doesn't play another minute for Manchester City ever again, then he's only got himself to blame. You can't... I mean, dist- oh, dist- no, the thing is, he disres- I have to talk about it. He's disrespected his teammates. He's disrespected the opponents, you could say, with Apenenka. He's selfishly um, done something... Uh, which he's not played as a t- he's not played for the team. He's played for himself. As someone said, he's he's off in the summer. He don't care. And uh, the, and it's, this, it's is, this, is the, this is the point, Ray. Do you think? Do you think? I'm going to ask this to Colin Savage first. Do you think that that um, Sergio was so pissed off that Raheem scored the goal that he felt that he should have scored? Mm. When he stepped up for that penalty, he was thinking, "I'm." I'm your, I'm your daddy. I'm your big bollocks. I'm going to show you who I am. Uh, I don't know, but he, you know, uh, he only had himself to blame for that really poor. T- I mean, that was a Raheem Sterling stand. Raheem touch. saved him. Raheem saved him. Because- uh, and Raheem saved him. Yeah, Sterling absolutely saved him. Uh, and what was nice to see, I, I still don't think Sterling had a great game by any stretch of the imagination. But what was nice to see was the, the way he decisively took that chance. And I don't care. You know, for me, Aguero's head wasn't on that pitch. Aguero's head is on the beach in Argentina somewhere, you know, playing football 
with, with, with Benjamin, his lad. Uh, you know, it's just, well, that's ben a sort Mendy. of... Ben, 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 ben Mendy, is it, yeah. same yeah. standard. That, that, that penalty was the sort of thing you'd do to your kid. You know, you're Rick, seven I, 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 I've got a controversial, a very controversial reader question for you. So I'm going to let you answer it. And uh, this particular person said, for that particular game, for that particular game, would you have rather had Roberto Mancini as your manager? For this game, no. I mean, this this game, look. We could have fucking skinned them for that. No, we've got four games to go in the league, okay? We're almost certainly still going to win the title. If we lose it from here, then Aguero's 93-20 moment can um, be be kicked into touch for for a while because he he threw this away. So uh, you don't need Mancini. Look, you could have had Bobby Davro. Oh, you know, managing this team. We're, we're in such a good, we're in such a good, um, we're in such a good form this season. Honestly, it's it should have been gone. Let's do the same again. Pick a half decent side, and that's it. But you've got players. Look, very early on, there was a ball uh, put out to Aguero. I think it was Sterling who made the pass, if I remember correctly. It was very quite early on in the first half. Aguero was a bit on um, in the centre, centre right, and. The ball should have been played in front of him so he could run onto it, um, take control and get in the box and have a shot. But what happened was the pass was a bit uh, wide of him. So he had to go uh, towards the touchline. And he didn't look like he wanted to run for it. He looked um, leg weary. And this was early in the game. And he was like waddling across. And, you know, because he knew, he knew from having a chance to uh, get the ball, control it, get in the box and have a shot. He was now going out wide. So the and commentators he was get out that said he would never. He would have to pass it and then get back in the box. So he, he right from early on, you thought his attitude is wrong. That selfish, arrogant attitude to take that Panenka, and then he's got the audacity to come out on social media and apologise uh, for his. He, he said, "I would like to apologise to my teammates." Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. No, no, but the thing is, the thing is, I hate this. I hate this. Okay, I hate this. It says it was a bad decision, and I take full responsibility. Take responsibility before you make a, a dick of a decision. Don't come out afterwards and say, oh, I'm sorry, I hold my hand. I used to hate that playing football. When someone's done something absolutely stupid when they didn't have to, then they hold their hands up and say, I'm sorry, you know, you know, uh, I did, you know, it's my mistake. So what? You've let ev- you've let everybody down. And, and people are saying, oh, you know, I've had people, sensible people come out and say, you've got so much credit in the bank, Sergio. It doesn't matter. Everything matters. Okay. He should have been it should have been professional. He should have slotted it away. Would have been two nil up, course of the second half. Um, and, and that's the way it should have been. Would have been tied. So the, the the funny thing, uh, Colin, is I've I've never seen. I I I I've I've been watching the game for thirty years, and uh, ever since uh, Aguero started playing, I don't think I've ever seen him try to take a Panenka before. Have you? Uh, not that I remember. But uh, you know, one thing that has happened in recent years is it's become appallingly casual. When taking penalties, yeah, but so so it's nothing. That that was just the ultimate expression of that. But you know, some of his penalties have been very lazy because you can train yourself to take a penalty. You know, you put it in the right place, you put it in the top corner, you put it low in the bottom corner. The keeper's not getting it. Ray, how much how much money would you have put on for Alan Shearer to be of taking to be taking that penalty instead of Shearer at that point? Because no, he he did he didn't do he didn't do Penenkas. Hasn't Aguero done a Penenka before against Liverpool and he missed? Yeah, but you know what 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 I'm what I'm trying to say is oh, no, that you want no look look I, I some, guarantee someone like that someone like Shearer doesn't piss about with a penalty. That's it. Look, you just go there. You pick. You, I've always said on penalties, you 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 put the ball down, you pick a corner, you go there, you hit it low and hard, and and uh, you, you make sure. That it goes into the side netting. If you do that every time, ninety-five percent of the time you'll score. Okay, and he should have done that. Um, so it's, it's extremely frustrating. But you look at it. I look at it, and you know, I'll argue with people who have a different a difference of opinion. I think Aguero did nothing in that game. I don't think Sterling did that much. Someone said he was our best attacker, and I said, "Well, come on, be serious." There wasn't much competition. The competition was Aguero who was lolling about, um, and there was Torres who. 
I still think he'll come good. He just he's a confidence player. He's only twenty years old, mm-hmm. um, and I, I still think he will come good. But you've got, you know, it was just a mess. It, but Ray, Ray, the mentality to 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 try a Penenka at that point—that's Johnny Big Bollocks, isn't it? It's it arrogance. It's, arrog- it's arrogance, and, and nothing, you know, nothing else. And I honestly, anybody who takes a Penenka, anybody who takes a Penenka is being selfish, because it's 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 like, hey, everybody, look at me, look what I've done, okay. And when you miss, there should be a, there should really be a, a massive punishment for missing a Penenka. You know, um, I, I can't tell you what that punishment should be, but. The stocks wouldn't be um, uh, far, uh, a miss from what I'm thinking, and we can throw rotten fruit at them. But you should be, should you should be off the pitch straight away. Sorry? You should be off the pitch straight away yeah. for that. Yeah. Even yeah, if well, he that's, scored. that's why I'm talking about Mancini, because Even he would have been off the pitch. Well, the thing is, Pep, Pep, said, Pep said, if you miss, it looks bad, and if you score, you're a genius. I don't, I don't buy that. I think Pep's just trying to you know, put a brave face on it. If you take a Panenka, even if you score, you should be dragged off the pitch immediately. Colin, was that a little bit similar to the the thing in the friendly with um, Balotelli? Do you remember that one? Yeah, Bal- Balotelli got dragged off and everybody had to go at him. And whereas here, people, it's, here's, here's the difference. Aguero, because of everything he's done, uh, X, Y, Z, people are saying, oh, don't worry about it, Serge, you've got credit in the bank, you know, better luck next time. I behave, you know. The guy's disrespected the badge. Now, people might say I'm overreacting. He has. You don't do that. You know, it, it you do. It's a team game. I and think. I, I think. I think. This, I think this is trying to send a message to to the team no. that you should you should be giving me another year contract. No, you no, no. Be, no. What, what, you know, what message does it send? It's the message it sends is I'm an arrogant so and so, and I'm only I'm selfish, only thinking about myself. Not bothered about the team. Not bothered about the club. Not bothered about the fans because he wasn't. He wasn't bothered. He was only interested in himself. Look at me. It was. It's this me, me, me syndrome, and that's all he was bothered about. Um, it, look, and this is one of the reasons why he doesn't fit into this team because he's selfish. And Pep said, "Look, he's been selfish in the past and blah blah." But he's too selfish. He's too greedy. People overlook it, you know, and say, "Oh, look, you know, Aguero's a deadly finisher." Go on. Up. Have a look back in the last couple of years. How many shots he has in a game, or how many you know, you know, when he's been too greedy. He he in, in his younger days he could get away with it because he was good enough, he was fast enough, strong enough, and everything else, and clinical enough. But now he's not the same player. You know, he's oh, he, gosh. It, it's all caught up with him. Uh, Colin, that that seems to be the way, doesn't it? Because they start off so hungry, and then someone put this tweet up, and I I couldn't avoid reading it. Um, and it, and someone was very cutting and saying, Sergio, stop boffing Argentinian pop stars and get your head in the game. And um, there's, you know, there was so many likes to that. And you're kind of thinking, well, maybe at a certain point, uh, a player loses his hunger. I mean, I I, I think that I'm 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 am I quoting the 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 Rocky three um, like. You know, music when you lose your passion for glory or or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we need someone else. What do you reckon, Colin? Well, what, what, uh, you know, he knows he's not going to be here at the end of the season. After the end of the season, uh, to me, he showed he wasn't here. Now, uh, I think Pep was probably justified in starting him, but having seen that last few minutes of the first half. Should have had the shepherd's crook round his neck, and we should have gone to perhaps a four-three-three um, and sealed that game off. But uh, you know, uh, I think now he's blown his chance of getting another start. But Pep, being Pep, of course, will start him in the same way that Pep always gives Sterling ninety minutes, no matter how bad he's been. Um, well, let's talk about Sterling for a minute, um, Ray. Mm. So you you've been critical. We all have been critical. I mean, everyone's been critical. Uh, what did you think of uh, of his showing in this particular game? I don't think he did that much, honestly. I mean, I th- um, most of the time Chelsea dealt with him um, reasonably well, more than reasonably, pretty well. I think they dealt with him. You know, he's not the Sterling of two or three years ago. He's not the Sterling of the formidable season or the 
um, Centurion season when he was young, hungry. You've got to remember he was 23, 24 in those seasons. Now he's, it's like he's. I, 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 people are asking me what's happened. And I tried to think about it last season. And I said something last season. And I don't see how it's changed. <coughs> when he was 23, 24, okay, he was getting a lot of abuse. He was getting a lot of abuse um, from Liverpool fans because he'd left there, from um, other fans who read the newspapers. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you something. I was living in France, okay? I didn't know much about Raheem Sterling when he left QPR and went to Liverpool, okay? I didn't know anything about him. The only thing I saw, because I remember every day I would look at the front pages of the newspapers or the back pages of the newspapers, okay? The English newspapers, uh, just to get a bit of, um, you know, what's going back on back in Blighty. And and I saw the only thing I ever saw about Sterling was some bad stories, you know, love rat um, and how he was cheating or he was a horrible person to his girlfriend and the mother of his two children or, or his child, whatever. Oh, he's finally going to marry her. That, that, that's all allegations, no, no. right? But the thing is, what I'm saying is he had a lot of horrible, horrible press. OK, and England, people were having a go at him as well after Brazil. OK. So that's and looking from a distance, and I used to think to myself, must be something in this. You know, Sterling can't, can't be a nice guy. And then, obviously, when I came back to the UK, I, I, I looked into a bit more because I'd, I was obviously getting more uh, UK media. Um, and 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 the thing is, his profile changed. His profile changed a couple of years ago, um, especially when uh, after that Chelsea game, and he came out and said something, and it's like nobody wants to take him on. He's like for a while a little bit untouchable, um, and he's got this new contract, massive pay rise as well. Um, he there was a, a talk of a huge deal with I think Nike, um, somewhere in the region was it a hundred million dollars or whatever over ten years or some sponsorship, massive amounts. And I remember in beginning of last season we were talking about him. And a lot of people were talking, not just us, as being one of the top three players in the world. We were saying he was knocking on the door of Messi and Ronaldo. No, peak, no, 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 hang on. Not peak Messi and Ronaldo. Messi and Ronaldo from two years ago, okay? So, the, obviously not, not in their prime. But we were talking about him as being one of the top three players in the world. We were talking about Real Madrid interested in, in paying bundles of money, 150 no, Apparently they and both Bayern Munich are in for him for 75 million. Well, the thing is now, he, so it's like part of me thinks, did he get too big for his boots? Or what's happened? Because a lot has changed in the way he plays. He's not confident. Um, he's nothing like the player he was two or three years ago, nothing. His numbers are, um, are poor. In, and I'll say this, they're poor in comparison. People say, oh, no, he's got like 10 goals and five or six, four assists or whatever. It's not good enough for a player like him. I repeat, in the Centurion season, he got 29 goals and assists. I think it was 17 and 2, or 17 and 12 or something like that, or 18 and 11. In the uh, formidable season, he got 27 goals and assists. Last season, he got 21. I think with 20 goals and one assist. That assist shows me, or kind of tells me where his contribution is. He's a bit more, and he got 20 league goals. So uh, uh, he's a bit more selfish. Uh, he's not contributing as much to the team. And then this season, he's on about 15 or 16 maximum. So his numbers are dropping off. It's not good enough. And, you know, honestly, I want to see the best of him. He's only 26. He could still be a, a great level for City for the next five, six, seven years. But I don't... I don't see that switch being flipped. I've seen it in Bernardo. I've seen that switch. He's back to what he he was a couple of seasons ago. But I haven't seen it in Sterling for almost two years. And so that's my concern. So, yeah, tonight, I don't think he was very good. Okay. Uh, he scored the goal. And that and people say, well, he scored a goal. But he's got well, to tap in. Well, Colin, let me, let, let, let's, let's pick at least one positive thing out of this. And um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what you, you thought, but I was really impressed by uh, Nathan Ake in that he was very, very humble. He was very, very um, slick with his passing. And he really looked like uh, what some person described him on Twitter as a as a young rude hulet. He was not looking for glory. He was looking to assist the team as much as he could. He looked like a he looked like a player that I was proud of tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I was watching Ake. Very assured, uh, technically very good, um, and uh, yeah, uh, for, for me, uh, as much as anyone stood out, 
Not that many people did. It was him. Ray, what did you think? Did you think that uh, Ake was um, was what you had hoped for when we bought him? He's not there yet. You know, I, he, he, I think he's had a... He's obviously not spectacular, but I mean, no, I'm, no, no, in but terms of being calm and composed. Um, he's getting there. I, I, I want to see him obviously play more games. Early in the season, I remember one game he played and he was all left foot. He had nothing else. And he looked awkward because he couldn't play on it with his right foot. But I've seen him play this season at the middle of a back three. And, and uh, I think that was against Palace, I think. And he, he performed pretty well there, uh, quite composed. I just need to see, you know, I, I can't make a decision um, based on uh, so few games. If I, if I was making a decision on the first time I saw someone play, Mangala would be, uh, you know, I would look at him as an awesome prospect because the first time we saw him play, I think against Chelsea, he was brilliant. And then he was rubbish after that. So I want to see a bit more of Ake before I, I, I hail him as a, as a, as a new king. As a as a great player at the back, but I'd like to see him play more at left back, um, especially when we got Laporte at left um, centre back. Colin, where was the where was the game lost? Do you feel really? Uh, when the team sheets were handed in. Okay, okay, but um, well, we had no we had, on that. But no, as the game developed, the the game, uh, I thought we were lucky to go in one nil. We would have been staggeringly lucky to go in two nil up. Uh, I think uh, I saw uh, Thomas Tuchel said um, it was a nil-nil first half, which I tend to agree with him. I mean, um, Chelsea had a, the ball in the net a couple of times. They were offside once uh, by a long way, once not quite so much. So, so you know, e- even so, we went in one-nil up. We should have gone in two-nil up. But what we should have done in that second half was reset. You know, having got the goal... Uh, by, by that, do you mean pick a midfield? Well, yeah, basically. You know, um, bring Gundogan on, bring Bernardo on, you know, and take, I don't know, put Cancelo at left, uh, right, Cancelo right back, put Ake at left back and have more of a, um, take one of the front players off. Uh, and, and, Colin, still three or four games to go. Why do we need to be resting all of these players? Well, you're not going to rest or... or well, exactly. Uh, this point I made. You win it today and, you know, you play the players today. You've then got three weeks. So perhaps you're playing them again against Brighton or you play them uh, against Everton. Uh, of course, no one wants to get injured, of course, but you've got to keep the players fresh. So, uh, so yeah, if, if, you know, play, play someone like Bernardo and Gundogan uh, uh, in front of Rodri. So, so take... Um, take uh, I, I don't know, you know, take Mendy off for a start and take any one of the front four off. Uh, 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 and Aguero certainly deserved to get up. Um, and then go to a 4 3 3. And that's where the, the game was lost by not doing that at half time, in yeah. my view. Yeah, yeah. When you're up, you're right, we should have reset because it wasn't working in the first half. And the second half, they, let's be honest, the overrunners, they, how many, they had yeah. three goals. Um, Chalked off for offside, and two of them were very close. I mean, there was one that one where um, Hudson Odoi was offside. It was tiny, you know, and he didn't need to be because he was wealthier and behind him was worse. Was a bloody miracle. Yeah, but the thing is, there were two very, very tight offsides where they didn't need to be, and there's another couple of chances where they they, they, they walked through us. So they were smashing us to pieces in that second half, and we did nothing. We did nothing about it. Mendy was struggling badly. He was getting ripped to pieces. Uh, Rodri was uh, holding on to the ball too long and not coming back to help quick enough. Aki looked like he was tied. And, and, and Pep left it far too late to bring Zinchenko on. I mean, see, the thing is, to me, I would have liked to have started with two or three better players. Simple as that. I would have liked to have started with Zinchenko uh, uh, on the left. Um, I would have liked to start with either Gundogan or Bernardo because they give us, you know, Bernardo gives us so much energy and he, he holds he's the ball for such a long so time. Much, is he? Yeah, and, and, and Gundogan, he's another one who can move it well in tight spaces and roll it off and get it back, roll it, and slow the game down and give us a, a level of control and he can be creative. But I think not having Mares or Foden, not having he, both of them, I think that was a mistake because... You're relying on people who haven't been performing. At least have somebody who is performing and who is a, is a big threat. When you brought them on late on, I thought it was too late. See, thing, the thing is, the thing that annoys me, Colin, is that that, that 
these are getting used to beating us. And um, that that disturbs me. I don't know if that disturbs you too. Yes, it does. Because um, we've always said, haven't we, that uh, winning creates a winning mentality. So clubs that shun the League Cup, I think, are wrong. Because if you win trophies, it starts to become addictive. And and, and now we're going into uh, a, you know, a, a really crucial game against Chelsea. One of the most important games we've probably ever played in our history against Chelsea and we've lost quite badly to them well not badly but uh, you know we've not we've barely laid a glove on them. we talked about this nonsense about what was Pep trying to um, hide his tactics for the Champions League final well everyone knows what Tuckle's not stupid he knows what our tactics are going to be for God's sake so you know what have we got to hide um, it, it, it's just stupid and I say we're going the question is, are we going into the game now with a, a burning desire to win or are we going in with one hand tied behind our back? And I, I, I think potentially we're going in with one hand tied behind our back, aren't we? Well, listen, Ray, we've had a good, we've had a good, a good old rant. Please, please give us some positives for what is to come. We're going to win the league? <laughs> is that positive? When, when, when is that going to happen? It's all I've got. Look, I've, I've given you this analogy before, and forgive me for the people who don't understand or watch cricket. When you're playing something like a, a one-day game, at the end of the innings, if you've been playing really well, and then suddenly at the end you have a little bad spell and you don't do as well as you were expecting, that lingers into when you, the other team bat, or let's say you were batting, you, you, you're looking on for a massive score and then you, it falls away a bit at the end. And it's the same if, you, if you've been struggling and then, you're, you, you know, in the last couple of overs, you slow the opposition down, take some wickets and you save yourself 20 or 30 runs um, that, that you thought they might get. You get that little b- bump, that bounce, that fillip and you take it going forwards. Now, I think Chelsea will take this and say, look, Yes, it wasn't their best team, but we beat them. We beat them in the FA Cup. We beat them here. We beat them at their own ground, and we beat them. And we and let's be honest, they beat us convincingly here. Okay, they, if they'd beaten us four-one, we couldn't have argued because the the number of chances they had at the end. And they're going to be slightly more confident because of that. There's no question about that. It does have a bearing because these guys know we can beat them. So it's not if we'd beaten them in the FA Cup semi-final, if we'd beaten them tonight, 2-0 each time, and Chelsea couldn't lay a glove on us, they'd go into that Champions League final thinking, wow, you know, how are we going to do this? We're, we're looking for positive points, and, positive points. And now they're going to go there. Oh, you want positive points from me? Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, here's a positive point. Manchester City's, or the City Football Group's sister club, one of our clubs that we bought, Estac Troy in Ligue 2 in France, one promotion tonight to League 1. So, oh, you want some positive, there's some positive. Yeah, that, that's, oh, that's there's, there's, another, there's another positive in that um, it makes it that little bit harder for Liverpool to get top four. Um, uh, oh, well, that, that, that's just a bonus prize though, Ray, isn't it? Um, well, I think, I said a few weeks ago, I think Liverpool uh, will get top four. I think they will because... Um, let's be honest, Leicester have, um, have started their implosion um, right now. Looking at uh, look, I think where where Leicester are going um, where Liverpool have this opportunity is Leicester have got to play against uh, Chelsea, and I think that's where uh, one of those is going to you know come a cropper, and I think that might well be Leicester. I mean, Liverpool now. Six points behind Leicester with a game in hand. That's, when I was asking for positive points, did you actually get that, that point? Well, I'm I, honestly, if I rack my brains, I can't think of anything positive from this. I game. mean, all I'm thinking of is all of the players who were rested and no, didn't play. They'd have been, they'd have been rotated. See, I can't even turn around and say as a positive. Well, Pep's seen what a pig's ear is made of. This he'll never do that again. I can't say that because he did it in the FA Cup semi-final. Made a pig's ear of it there. Made a pig's ear of it against Leeds. And he's done it again. And look, look, some t- I've always said that the dividing line between a genius and an, I- and, and an idiot is very, very, it's very, very small, you know? Give us something, Ray. Give us something. We're dying here. <laughs> I, 
I'm trying to think of something positive. <laughs> oh, Raheem scored. There you go. Raheem Sterling yeah. is back to his best. He scored another goal. Okay. Well, that 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 helps a little bit. And I guess if you're also looking for shadow oh, positive points, uh, Pep did mask his his his, his real eleven from. Chelsea, Ray, you've got something to say? Come on. A positive point. Look, all those City fans, thousands of them that went on uh, Tuesday night uh, uh, before as the coach was appearing uh, outside the stadium, that they were there in their thousands again today. They'll get another chance to, to do that. I mean, let's see how many turn up for the Newcastle game, uh, you know, even though it's away from home. Uh, let's see how many, you know, it gives all those fans another chance to go to the Etihad Stadium and make some noise or well, maybe can go all the way up to St James's Park I mean I'm, I'm going are you? Colin I, I've got an idea I've got an idea for uh, for at least a positive point well some people argue that before you win something major you need a good old humbling you need a good old hiding uh, to bring you back down to earth now is that something that we can hang our hats on? Well, it's, we'll have to, won't we? Because it's all we've bloody well got. <laughs> we're we're going to have to. <laughs> yeah? Is that what you think, Colin? It's all we've got to hang our hat on. But, you know, we know what we can do when we've got the full team out. But, um, it, it, as you say, it would have been nice to put a better team out, uh, get one over on Chelsea, and, and go in, let, let them have the problems going to Istanbul or wherever they play it. And that's right. I mean, it's not necessarily going to be Istanbul, Ray, is it? Istanbul, Istanbul. Anyway, we, uh, we aren't, we aren't yeah. coming. Well, I don't think we are coming, are we? By the signs of things. No. Some will go. Yeah. Ray, where, where do you think that, that the, the, the Champions League will be played in the end? Um, well, it'll be played in the mind of uh, Thomas Tuchel and Pep Guardiola. I'll be won and lost there. I okay. honestly don't, I don't know a lot. You've got, obviously, the British press um, uh, in their usual exceptionalism and, and whatever are saying they're demanding it to be held in England somewhere, uh, even though, let's be honest, it's, it's, it's wherever um, UEFA and Turkey decide it at the end of the day. It's up to them two to decide. And I don't think any pressure... Um, well, <laughs> let's not go into politics, but I'd be interested to see if, if Mr Johnson can... Uh, persuade UEFA to have the uh, final in England the same way he uh, single-handedly uh, tore apart the, e, uh, the European Super League, so he tells us. But it'd be interesting because it's the government who have now gone and said Turkey's a red-list country and that straight away has uh, turned people away from going because, and they've also said, you know, you, you can only go for exceptional reasons. Football is not the exceptional reason to go to Turkey. Now, it's quite easy to go to somewhere like Portugal. It's going to cost you a bit of money go to Portugal and then go across to Turkey from there or find another uh, green list country um, like Australia. That's a green list country, even though we can't go there. But find a green list country that will use... Lisbon, use the where they People played it last go. season. Sorry? Lisbon, where they played it last season. Yeah. Why can't they go there? I, it's crazy. Why can't they go to Lisbon where you can actually, you know, and, 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 and treat it like it would uh, a normal European final where you're going away from home? I, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of problems and I, I can't remember... Everything, but there's talk about uh, um, the Euros because the players have to, if they have to, if you have to quarantine. I don't know in some places where you have, whether you have to quarantine or not. And the Euros start early; it was in June, so everything's a mess. Everything's a mess, and it's you know no one cares. Let's be honest; no one cares about the fans. Well, let, 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 let me ask this um, question to both um, uh, Colin and Ray to, to finish off. You know, our friend Stefan uh, was unable to join us tonight because. He had some people round and he said, quite frankly, he had had too much to drink. And I said, OK, then, mate, uh, give us give us a quote. And, um, was it was his pigeon talking? Was it his pigeon? Uh, well, he gave he gave us the quote. And um, I think that it's our duty to to decipher it, Colin. Uh, and he said, when the pigeon lands in Trafalgar Square, it is because she wants to eat. Now, what do you make of that? <laughs> well, I, I I can't argue with that. I mean, it's uh, it's more logical than Pep's team selection. <laughs> Ray, can you make any sense out of that? Oh, I mean, since since he won't be listening to this, I can't make sense out of half the stuff Stefan says. 
Oh no, he will. He will. <laughs> um, I, I know. I, I think it's. I think it's Eric Cantona esque. I think he's making a joke about the whole Cantona thing. You know, when the when the sardines follow the trawler, yep. and and actually, Ray, even when he said that, I am not exactly sure what he meant. Was he basically just saying that people follow everything Cantona says? I have, well, I have no, honestly, I have no idea. That's the truth. I have no idea. Well, well, listen, guys. When when we get Stefan on again, we'll we'll force him to explain that. But it makes about as much sense as anything that happened tonight. Um. Anyway, looking forward, guys. Looking forward. Um. When would your prediction be that we will be crowned champions? Let's start off with Colin Savage. Uh. Well, hopefully on Friday night, but um. Newcastle are so, a bit of a well. Go ahead. We will be crowned champions when we when we play Everton. Right. Okay. So one, Ray, one way or another, Ray, you don't think it's going to be when Aston Villa beat uh, uh, Stratford? Then no. I mean, I, I, to be honest, where do I see Man United dropping points? I see Man United getting a draw against Liverpool, and that might that might be the one that gives it us if they draw against Liverpool. Uh, but we, look, we're not going to get the we're not going to get the title till the Everton game when the fans are there. Okay, okay. Well, guys, we've finished our rant. Now, guys, uh, before we finish, I do apologise for my agricultural language tonight. The guys have been very, very good. They're usually the bad ones. I'm usually the good one, but I'm sorry <laughs> if I've let a few fly tonight because I was really, really frustrated. But um, we always have this section at the end of the pod that a lot of um, followers have enjoyed, actually. I, I was quite surprised about this, but they've, they've written in and said that they've enjoyed it. But are there any extraneous points that are City-related that, um, that might uh, warrant a few comments, either Colin or, or Ray? Um, yeah, Liam DeLapp scored a hat-trick yesterday for the, um, for the kids. Um, done done very well this season. Uh, he's got 24 goals and uh, the next best in the league, in the whole league, before yesterday's game, had 12. So he's done really well. He's going to be part of the first team, uh, full, uh, I think full-time uh, first team training next season rather than this season where he's been, you know, a bit here, a bit there. He's going to be full-time with the first team. So that's, that's um, really interesting. They won their league. Um, it's so much to look forward to. And uh, Man City buying Harry Kane. Sorry, could you, you could you run that past me again, there, please, right? Man City buying Harry Kane. Okay, tell tell, tell explain that to me, please. I just just uh, you know, I'm just like any other. Uh, because I, I thought he was Kane. going to Manchester United. No, no, he wants to win summer. He's not. Let's be honest. Next season, uh, yes, United might buy a couple of players and, and, and move uh, advance a little bit. I don't see them winning the league. Having said that. Here's a here's a quiz question: Which team has lost the fewest league games this season? The fewest league games this season. Which team has lost the fewest league games this season? Is it? Uh, oh, okay. No, I'm going to have to defer that to Colin Savage. Cheltenham Town. I don't know. In the Premier League. Oh, in the Premier League. Well, City. Nope. It's a team that lost three of their first six games. Oh. They lost three of their first six games. Oh, well, the team that's lost the fewest, actually, is United, isn't it? Yep, United have lost four league games this season. All he's at the wheel, guys. All hey, hey, hey. Wheel. Oh, yeah, just checked. <laughs> um, well, well, anyway, here's here's a couple from me. Um, yeah. Obviously, the um, new kits, well, they weren't officially unveiled, but they leaked out. Colin, and, that, that thing with the, with the white stripe down the midsection, I, is, is that... I don't like that. that. I don't like that. Sorry? That, that, that seems well, Foden was pictured wearing it, so yeah. that's yes, the one. The that's the one with the blue shorts. Yeah. Oof. And there's these, there's sort of like white um, sections down the... Yeah, down the white the... down the side, yeah. I don't like it. But the, the one thing, forget, forget about the kit. I, I never get very excited about kits, but the, the one thing to notice was um, the sponsor on the front was Etihad. Yeah. Now, the contract's due to, um, at the end of the season, but obviously it's carrying on. Until we, until such time as we get another one, or um, you know, it might be carrying on for another five, ten years. Who knows? So, so that's good news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
But if you've seen the New York City kits, which are made by Adidas, uh, Adidas they are cracking kits. Yeah. And of course, um, what, why Adidas do the New York City one is because the MLS, all, all American sports, have a central contract for kit. So Adidas have the contract on it to two absolutely cracking shirts. But the good news is Etihad on the front, so that's good news. Uh, another bit of news is obviously less good is UEFA have uh, agreed punishments or settlements with uh, uh, nine of the 12 clubs involved in the ESL breakaway. So apparently we've got to pay a combined uh, charity contribution of 15 million euros. And we're going to be, char- in, I can't remember which season it is, 2023-24 or 24-25, we're going to be charged 5% of our winnings. For, in UEFA competitions? In UEFA competitions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which, remi- which also reminds me that, um, uh, well, uh, win or lose, but certainly win, our earnings from the Champions League this season should exceed £100 million. Yes. And in other good news, it's just been announced that um, Manchester United, of course, that they had Aon, the insurance company, uh, risk company, sponsoring their training kit. Uh, and that contract is ending in um, about, what, 21, seven, eight weeks' time on June the 30th. They were going to be replaced by a company called the Hook Group, who are Manchester headquartered. And uh, it's just been announced the Hook Group have pulled out because of their cancelled the contract because of fear of repercussions, fan repercussions about the Glazer ownership and um, uh, European Super League. That's a shame. Uh, I know. I was tears in my eyes when I read that. A few minutes. Other news about you, you, you Colin. We, we, uh, you'll know this. We're currently standing third in the UEFA coefficients. We are, yes. So that basically tells us that we are consistently qualifying for the Champions League. We are consistently getting through the group stages and getting somewhere in the knockout stages. Last three years, it's been the quarterfinals. Now we're in the final. So you know, and and um, obviously going forwards, we're going to be, do really well on the coefficient because of this uh, year uh, that we've got to the final. So they look, I think, the, the previous five years. So we're yes. always going to be up there. We're always going to yeah, be up in the yeah. top five now, I think, for the next well, three or four even, years. It's even better because um, uh, they work out on a five-year basis, yeah. of course. And so next year, five years ago, drops off. And Bayern Munich, who are above us, they had 33 points in the year to drop off, which was... Can't think what year it was. My brain but 2016, 17, is it or 15, 16? They had 33 three points. Yeah. We only had 18. So basically, we get a 15 point jump over Bayern Munich, which I think should take us above them next season, because obviously they've gone out the Champions League now. Mm. Well, guys, I think we're going to have to finish it off here, but I'm going to finish it off with something that's just flashed up on Twitter. Twitter breaking news from someone called Ray Bubbles, who asked, <laughs> who, who's going to St. James's Park on Friday evening? I've got space in the car. Now, before I uh, get into this, um, Ray, how much space in the car do you have? Well, I, um, mate, I've already got one passenger. I've already had one person reply and said, pick me up on the way. Um, I have four spaces in the car. I'm down. Well, technically, I don't know because... I'm not allowed to mix more than two two households. Do do you have two more then, Ray? Technically, yes, but I'm not sure I can mix with people um, not who are not from my household. Well, yes, I always oh, said you're not fit to mix with people, right? <laughs> I, I, I've got some suggestions for you, Ray. Uh, two of my two of my uh, good friends, uh, JB <laughs> and uh, Prestige Car Repairs. Um, <laughs> They would probably appreciate a lift, and uh, you know that might be a, a, a good opportunity to be in and Mark McLaughlin as well. And yeah, nice. you know, break bread together and make nice. I'm not. I tell you what, I'm. 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 I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about. It. I'm trying to see what I've got on next weekend. Can I squeeze a trip up to Newcastle? I don't mind. You know, okay. it's not great. It, to be honest. Um, it's not great on a Friday night to go all that way, and it's probably knowing the weather. I mean, I was tempted to go to um, City today, but but it was cold. It was absolutely chucking it down. I had my vaccination this morning, and they said, you know, you may be getting some, you might get some side effects. 
Um, so take it easy. Yeah, but you won't get distemper. Yeah, I, got, I already got the distemper. I had, I had no slight, slight pain in my arm, and that's it. But I'm hoping by next Friday I'll, I'll be all right, and I'll, I'll check what the weather's like because let's be honest, you don't want to. I mean, those poor City fans who were at, who were at the stadium <laughs> before the game, and some would have been hoping to be there after the game. Uh, it was a total waste of time for them, really, wasn't it? Let Let's leave it like this, Paul and John. If you're tired of um, being shifted around by Ian Cheeseman, uh, why not go up there uh, with uh, with with Ray if you're willing? But anyway, guys, um, I think that we should finish it here. And it's been a, a wonderful, at least, um, what is the word? Therapeutic. Cathartic. Cathartic rant about, about this. And uh, once again, guys, uh, for anyone listening, I, I really do apologize for the F's and B's that <laughs> were nothing to do with Ray and Colin. But um, we'll stop it right here. And we'll just thank these two guys for their uh, continued support. Now, guys, the Bolt from the Blue uh, podcast has been going for more than three years now. You might not believe that, but uh, these two guys have been here with me every step of the way, rain or shine, and they have um, they've been very patient with me and my illnesses, and I just want to uh, thank them both for that. And the first one that we want to thank is Ray Bubbles, you have been listening to Ray from City Fan TV on uh, YouTube. Thank you so much, Ray. Always a pleasure, Michael. Always a pleasure. And also, you've been listening to the amazing Colin Savage, Presswitch Blue. Thank you so much, Colin. Well, uh, thank you for letting me get all of it tonight off my chest because I can <laughs> now go to bed in a much happier frame of mind having, you know, come on. You've given me the opportunity, and Ray, to have a good old-fashioned rant. Because one of the things I always say that we miss by being at the game is, if if we'd been at the game, I'd have gone home with my mate Rob. We'd have had a good moan at each other in the car for, you know, half an hour. Uh, and and I'd have come in and forgotten about it, opened a bottle of wine and forgotten about it. But you can't do that, you know, in these um, lockdown, isolated days. So you, you've basically given me the chance to do what I would have done in the car after a game. So thank you for that. Well, thank you to thank you uh, very much, you two guys. Also, uh, just one thing before we go, uh, one of our good friends, Leanne, uh, had um, a, a surgical operation, oh, yeah. and apparently that went very well. So all our love to her. I know she always listens, and uh, this is for for you, Lee. And hope you enjoy it. Uh, we did get stuck into each other a little bit more than we normally do, but we know that you love that. So um, um, thank you very much for listening. We'll just stop here for the time being. Guys, you're going to hear from us very, very shortly. I can promise you of that. So until then, have one on us and up the blues. Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. I <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to put this up in about 20 minutes. Cool, cool, cool. Brilliant. Cheers. I might, I might listen, listen to it as I fall asleep. <laughs> That'll put you to sleep. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you so much, Colin. 